Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for hearing the prayers of your people, Lord. We praise you, 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 praise you. Oh, Jesus, we praise you. Jesus, we praise you. Jesus, we praise you. Jesus, we praise you. Thank you, Lord, for bringing us into the second day in this new month that you have graciously brought us into. We thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness. Each and every single day, we hold on to the grace of God and we move forward to the next day. And through the day, we thank you that the power of God, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead, working in our bodies, carrying us through, moment by moment, to do the will of the Father in heaven. We thank you for giving us this privilege, Lord, this great privilege, to experience God in our bodies, to experience God Almighty in our spirits, to experience God Almighty in our souls, to experience God Almighty in our families, to experience God Almighty in our church. We thank you, Father. The gates of hell shall not prevail against the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord, that you are in our midst as Lord God of heaven and earth, the mighty breaker who's going before us as a mighty warrior, trampling the powers of darkness. I thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Like the grapes that are in the wine press, we thank you that you're trampling the enemy under your feet while you go before us. We thank you. And what you have trodden under your feet, you have given us the privilege for us to trod under our feet as we follow you. Go in this victorious path of the cross. We thank you, Father. I come against all the forces of darkness and every demonic spirit that is warring against the hearts, minds, and bodies of people. I bind them in Jesus' name. Take victory in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Behold, I make all things new. Behold, I make all things new. God is coming to make all things new. Not some things. Not portion. Not a portion. But He is coming to make all things new. The good work that God has begun. He will continue with and he will bring it to completion. And I thank you, Father, for swiftly you will come. Suddenly you will reveal your glory. And you will establish a great name in the midst of your congregation and in the midst of the heathen. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken it, has proclaimed it, and the hand of the Lord will perform it, says the Lord of hosts. And we thank you, Father, for what you've spoken, is spoken, and you will fulfill every word that you've spoken, as we continue to keep our eyes on the author and the finisher of our faith. We thank you, Father. 
We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. As empty vessels, we come before the King once more this morning so that you can fill us, Lord, for we need we need your manna for this day. We need your manna for this day. We need fresh food from your hands for this day. And I pray that you will deliver it to us, Father. And I pray that you will cause us to take it in and to digest it and to grow by it and to live by it, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We praise you. We praise you. We praise you. You are our strength and our weakness. And we thank you. We're so privileged to have you because you are our joy in all our sorrows. And we thank you, Heavenly Father. We thank you, Father. You are our peace. You yourself, you have become our peace and our exceeding great reward. And we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Father, for causing us to be more than conquerors through Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. So I pray that you will help us to continue to press in, to press forward, to strive, to continue to walk uprightly, to go in the straight and narrow path without turning to the right or to the left, keeping our eyes upon Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. So I pray this morning that you will cover your people with your precious blood, that the Spirit of God may touch them once more, that you will speak to their spirits, O Lord. Strengthen them, Father. Strengthen each one of us at this hour. What we cannot humanly do, you are here to accomplish through your power that worketh in us. So I invite you, Holy Spirit, at this hour to take over this time that your people may receive what you have for them without any hindrance. And I come against every distraction, every interference of Satan, every spirit of theft that tries to take away what God has for your people. I curse those unclean spirits in Jesus' name and I take authority over every unclean spirit right now in Jesus' name. I ask you, O Lord of heaven and earth, that you will stretch forth your righteous right hand, that you'll be the Lord over this hour. For this I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise be to God. We're going to turn our Bibles to First Kings chapter 17.
And we're going to read from verse 1, as the Lord wants me to. We're going to see what the Lord has for us this morning. 1 Kings chapter 17, from verse 1 onwards. And Elijah the Tishbite of the inhabitants of Gilead said to Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel lives, before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these three years except at my word. Then the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Get away from here and turn eastward and hide by the brook Cherith, which flows into the Jordan. And it will be that you shall drink from the brook, and have commanded the ravens to feed you there. So he went and did according to the word of the Lord, for he went and stayed by the brook Cherith, which flows into the Jordan. The ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning and bread and meat in the evening and he drank from the brook and it happened after a while that the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land blessed be the Lord God Almighty he is El Shaddai the God who supplies all our needs, the God of plenty. When we listen to the voice of the Almighty God, every single time, God will lead us according to His plan. He will provide us according to His plan. When we follow His plan faithfully, if you look at Elijah, Elijah was a human being. He lived among human beings. He was taken by God before the king, the king of Israel, Ahab, who was an enemy of God, to pronounce judgment for him and his nation. Elijah was a man of God who did not fear men. What God told him to do, he went and he did. He went and stood before Ahab, the king, and he said what God wanted him to say. He was God's mouth as a prophet, standing there, speaking God's word. So when you look at Elijah's life, who was not doing his own thing, speaking his own words, when God told him to speak, he spoke. When God told him to Withdraw and go to a place and stay by himself, he did. God had to tell Elijah what he had to do. 
Until then, Elijah would not do anything on his own. Jesus Christ was also the same way. He said he saw what the Father did, and he did. He heard what the Father said, and he spoke. And Jesus said, I don't do anything on my own accord. This is the life that God has called his people to live, to be truly dominated by the Spirit of God, who moves in and through the lives and bodies of human beings. Elijah was able to say before Ahab, Ahab, this is what God, who is bigger than you, the Lord God of Israel is saying. And this is the God I stand before. He's bigger than you. I'm serving God Almighty, who's bigger than you. You have power over a nation where the God I serve, He has the power over everything that the nation needs, including the nation itself. And he stands there as God's representative, telling Ahab, as the Lord God of Israel lives, even though Israel went far away from God, they are the people of God, they're supposed to be God's people. And God is the God of his people. So he does what a good father would do. Chasten. Chasten the wayward children in order to bring them back. That's what is taking place here. The chastening of the Lord. To bring the wayward people back. Because they believed in their own strength and they went after the heathen ways. They went after the heathen gods. God said, let me show them who the real God is. Even in chastening, you see God's heart. God wants to draw the people back to God. God wants to show them, look, I'm the one who's alive. The ones that you're worshipping, the ones that you are crying out today and night, those are not gods. They have no power over anything. They cannot give you the water that you need. They cannot give you the food that you need. Only the living God can. This is why God didn't kill the people because His goal was not to destroy them. His goal was to lead them into repentance. God's heart is always to turn the hearts of the people to the Father. In extreme cases when people sell themselves over to Satan, sell their souls to the devil, sell their souls to Satan, and they say, I have nothing to do with God, 
and become treacherous in their hearts to the living God. Turn their backs to the living God and go against God Almighty with everything that is within them and become like Judas and become like Saul. At that point, God will back off. His grace will be lifted off. We must understand that the mercy of God is so deep, so vast. The judgment of God will also come when that mercy and grace is abused. Justice must be served because so much has been given and so much abuse has taken place. Even in chastening, God is not giving some random punishment. He is giving a chastening that would show them who the real God is. Expose Satan so that they can turn to the living God. Expose Satan and reveal the true God, the God of their forefathers. So what is God doing here? He says, I'm going to withhold rain from heaven. What do you think they would have done? They would have cried out to Baal. They would have prayed to those statues. And they would have done all kinds of things. Sacrifices and all those things. But they were not able to bring rain. Until Elijah had to come and say again. That rain was going to come. That's exactly what happened. But in the meantime. The children of Israel's hearts were so hardened. That they were not surrendering to the living God in spite of all of this their hearts were so hardened the king was so wicked God had to prolong the chastening until it really got tight that they were not able to to go anywhere to get water the livestock were dying there's no crops there was starvation. God has a heart of compassion. When people cry out to him again, God sends the man of God to release the blessing that he withheld from them. See, the blessings that God gives, those are from the heart of God the rain that we receive, the food that we eat, the sunshine that we enjoy. It's all from God Almighty that many times people take for granted. When God withholds that, that's when they understand. You know what? We tried everything. It's not happening. Now we need to pray. And we need to know the heart is God. Even in chastening, his whole goal is to turn their hearts. So I'm going to chasten them in a way that they understand that what they're worshipping is not the real God. The Lord alone is the God. God is so faithful. Elijah never feared anyone out there. He said, if God wants me to go, I'm going. 
He had a spirit of God, the spirit of faith, the spirit of God, which is the spirit of boldness, to go stand before Ahab to pronounce such a judgment. If Ahab would have believed it, he would have trembled and he would have repented. Obviously, he did not believe. He thought, oh, we can pray to our God. We will have rain. But the first year, no rain. They would have thought, we can manage this. It's not as bad as Elijah probably would have thought. We can manage this. Maybe there's a delay in some weather pattern is happening, some seasonal delay. So maybe it's going to come, but it's going to come two months later. No rain. Second year, no rain. Third year, no rain. That's when it really gets the attention. But you know what? What Elijah said is true. This man of God, this prophet, has control over whether we're going to live or die. And he says, I need to go and find him. That's when he goes, looking for Elijah. We need to be people who are filled with the Spirit of God, doing the will of God, doing what God has called you to do, speaking what God wants you to speak. See, if you speak your own words, and talk just like the heathen, joke around just like the heathen, waste words just like the heathen, sin with your mouth just like the heathen, talk proud talk just like the heathen, get angry just like the heathen, be jealous just like the heathen, then, God cannot use that mouth. God will not use that mouth. Your words that you speak will be very weak, with no power. Those who know how to measure their words, to wait on the Lord and speak when it's necessary, and refrain from spinning with your mouths, are the ones God will entrust His words into their mouth. To be his mouthpiece. To speak what God wants him to speak. Elijah spoke only what God wanted him to speak. Elijah only moved when God wanted him to move. As a result of that, God moved heaven and earth and nature and birds and everything. For him, even when he was vexed with the state of the nation after such a huge, glorious work of God, when he brought fire down from heaven, and this Jezebel is coming after his life, after seeing so much these people, the nation, the king. After receiving what God has, there's no heart to 
follow the living God. Elijah was so vexed. He said, Lord, I'm done. Done with this ministry. I've completed my job. I don't think there's any more anything left for me to do with these people. Just take me, Lord. Take me. This man was so powerful. So close to God. So obedient to God. When he moved away from everything to seek the Lord, he moved out, went towards the place where God would speak to him. That he was so exhausted. And he stopped and he lay down and he fell asleep. He had no means over there in the wilderness to eat or anything. God sent an angel for him with the food. That's what God will do for people who will follow him wholeheartedly. Sit when God tells him to sit and stand when God tells him to stand. Talk when God tells him to talk and refrain from talking when God tells him to refrain from talking to such people. Heaven will stand with them. God will stand for them. In their darkest moments, in their deepest valleys, God himself will send his angels not another human being to bring food, but angels to come and minister to them. That is who our God is. That's how faithful He is to those who are loyal towards Him, who truly love Him, who are His true servants. God is speaking to our hearts today. What are you living for? Elijah said, this is the God for whom I stand. I'm serving him day and night. I stand before him. I wait on him. And when he gives me a job, I go do it. And then I come back and stand before him. That's how we have to be. Not do our own thing and say, Lord, this is what I cooked for you today. Not even caring if he likes it or not. What does God want? He should be the one who is ordering the menu. Not you doing your own thing and saying, well, I did something for God. May God help us to understand who this God is at a deeper level. So that, that the reverence that needs to go to Him must go to Him. The humility to be led by Him. The faith to wait on Him is essential if we want to serve Him. And to this man who does God's work and then stand before Him again and wait on Him. Verse 2 says, The word of the Lord came to him for him to take the next step. God says, go from here and hide yourself by the brook Cherith, which flows into Jordan.
go there and stay there. And that's where you're going to drink. And I'm going to send ravens to feed you. God says, this is what I'm doing. My provision for you at this time is coming from the ravens, not the pigeons, not the doves, not the peacocks, not the seagulls. God chose the ravens. Ravens are birds that take from human beings. If you have bread in your hand, they'll come and take that and go. Ravens are not those that give. It'll take. But to God's people, God says, that there be no confusion that this is God who is doing this. Not just that some bird saw Elijah and had pity on him and he started bringing something. No. There is no way that a raven can do such a thing. And beyond a shadow of doubt, know that. It was at God's command that this creature who does not like to do such a thing, which is to go and give, brought bread and meat morning and evening, twice a day. God commanded the raven to bring it twice a day, not for one day or two days, until the brook dried. And we must understand, when God commanded the raven to bring it, to bring him food, God commanded him God commanded the ravens to take the food to the man of God twice a day. The ravens understood the command of God. They didn't come when Elijah needed to eat too early or too late. They didn't just randomly come and keep kept on dropping food, no. God commanded the ravens to bring food twice a day and every day twice a day spaced apart morning and evening these ravens brought food and we don't know how many ravens brought food to Elijah it could have been more than one how much food Elijah needed how much bread Elijah would eat only God knew there's no lack to those who fear him. God will never say, here, one slice of bread and that's it for you. Live off of this. No. God said, Elijah, with meat and with bread. He said, this is what the body of this prophet of God needs this human body that needs to function for God. And God gave him what was good for him through a creature that would otherwise come and take from him. Only God can do these things. So the ravens came. We don't know how many came with the food. 
they all came to feed Elijah twice a day. From where they got the food, we don't know. We know that they brought the food. Our God is a God who knows our needs, who takes care of us if we take care of His kingdom and His righteousness. He will never let His people down. Never. Never. He's always there. Always there. God is speaking to our hearts today. Just like the Lord said last month, God is saying that again this month because it was a promise, a prophecy for the season. If you will be diligent, if you will be diligent to obey the Lord and to follow Him faithfully, God will cause the enemies to favor you. God will use not only the heathen to help you, God will use the enemies to give you what you need. He will take from the enemy and He will give it to you. That's who our God is. He will take from the enemy and He will give it to you. To whom will God do these things? To those who do the will of God. Elijah went and did according to the word of the Lord. Whatever God told him to do, he did. Because of that, God took care of him. And God could have just rained on manna for him, like he did with the children of Israel for 40 years and 40 nights. He gave them manna from heaven, angels' food. God could have just done that for Elijah. Just where he was just given manna. God did not do that. Whatever food that God gives to a generation is for that generation. He gave those for the people who were in the wilderness, who left Egypt by faith, and they said that they were going to go to the promised land. But in Elijah's case, God didn't give him manna from heaven. But God gave him food every day. What he needed and what he would eat. God gave him good food every single day. We must never think that, oh, God did this for me before. So he will do it the same way for me again. We have to have faith that what God did for me before, he can do it again. But don't think that it will happen the exact same way. It will not. It will not. Because a God is a God of variety. He's a God of wonders. Once he does something, the next time he does something else, he's a God of miracles. He leads his people in different ways. He chose to feed Elijah this way. 
for God is the God of wonders. To a man who did not worry about food or clothing, but his heart was set on being the mouthpiece of God and doing the will of God in releasing the word of God to the people of God into a nation that's wayward. To such a man, a man who did not think about his food or his clothing, but his heart was on God Almighty. God said, I'll take care of you. This is the very same thing Jesus said in the book of Matthew. He said, the heathen, they go after these things. They're concerned about the bread and they're concerned about the meat and these are things that the heathen worry about and they go after that. But he says, don't worry about those things and don't go after those things. There are people who say that, I'm not worried about that, but you know what, they'll be going after that. There are people who say, I'm not going after that, but they'll be worried about it. We shouldn't be doing either one of them. We should not be doing what the heathen does. Jesus so clearly said, his people don't do those things. His people don't worry about tomorrow. His people are not concerned about things pertaining to this world. Now whose concern that is? It's the Father's concern. The Father's concern is to take care of you. And your concern should be to take care of the Father's business. When you take care of the Father's business, He'll take care of your business. He will take care of you to sustain you, to strengthen you, to give you good food. He just didn't say, okay, bread is enough, you don't need meat. No. He gave them bread and meat. God knows what we need. God knows what we like. God knows what is good for your body. He's a good father. He knows your desires. He knows what you need and what you're looking for. What you're lacking. God comes and He fills the lack. He comes and He gives what your desire is. You don't have to worry about it. You don't have to fret. Don't be anxious about anything. God's Word says that. Don't be anxious about anything. Don't be anxious about anything. But in everything, with supplication and thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. What are you saying? Don't be anxious for anything. Be thankful to God. Let Him know what you need. Let Him know what the problem is about. Just talk to Him without worrying or without being anxious. Talk to Him by faith. 
take care of the kingdom of God by seeking after God's kingdom and by being righteous before Him. God says, I'll take care of you. If you speak when you should speak, move when you should move, and do what God wants you to do, there's a price to pay. Then the reward is far greater than the price that you pay. May God speak to your hearts at this hour. The very same God who commanded the ravens to feed Elijah, his man. The very same God, the very same God. Can do wonders in your life. Wants to do wonders in your life in this month of October. God wants to do wonders in your life in this month of October. But have you come to a place where you totally surrender before God and not do your own thing? Don't do what the heathen are doing. Follow Christ and God will lead you and provide for you just like how he did for Elijah. Shall we close our eyes and look to the Lord? Father, we thank you, Lord, for this morning hour. How good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Thank you for uniting us all through the blood of Jesus. Bring us all together to seek your holy face. I pray, Father, that you'll continue to bless your people throughout this month of October. May they not worry about anything. May they thank you for everything and talk to you with great faith and receiving everything that you have for them. And thank you, Lord, you will cause the enemy to give up whatever blessing that he's been holding back. You will cause the enemy, you will command the enemy God will command the enemy to give up, to give you what you need to have from God Almighty. And I thank you for this promise, Lord. I pray that you bless the people. Thank you for what you've done for us. And thank you for what you're going to do for us. We just give ourselves over to you and give ourselves over to the word of God that you've given to us this morning. 
you're a God of wonders. You never change. We thank you, Lord. Through the troubled waters, you will be with us. Through the fiery trials, you'll be with us. To our darkest, through the darkest hours, you'll be with us. And we will never be forsaken. Because our King goes before us. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Bless your people as they go to their respective places and continue doing what they have to do, Lord, for this day. May the hand of the Lord rest upon your people and lead them, Father, all the more deeper in the ways of the Almighty God. Thank you, Lord. I praise you. In Jesus' name, I come at our church and every single brother, sister who's on this call, that you will work your mighty works in them, Father. That the Spirit of God may be glorified. Jesus may be glorified. Our Father may be glorified in the lives of your people as they continue to seek you above everything else. I thank you, Lord. I praise you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.